Hey guys, before we start the show, uh, Pet Rock was nice enough to premiere their new single, Come Around, from their upcoming album, King Sad, coming out this spring. Check it out, and then uh, stay on afterward for the interview. Peace. Josh Sheridan here with the Barely Legal Podcast. On today's show, we've got a former, well, not a former friend, he's a current friend, but a former guest on the show, uh, Mike Ramondi, who's here with the singer of one of his new acts, uh, Pet Rock. And give me your name so everybody... What's up? My name's John. Last name too? or just... Sure. Social security number. <laughs> John Lose. Okay. L-O-O-Z. Social security is five. Yeah. <laughs> and you have a special a special lady friend here with you as well, right? Yes, this is Brittany. She, right. uh, she's tagging along. Well, We're going to cool. go grab some, Hi, uh, some food after. You can tell me when he's full of shit. You can kind of give, give me the give me one of these numbers. I'm full of shit around everyone, so okay, no, nobody knows what I'm faking. So I had uh, Mike. You were on before, and I'm trying to remember if High Beam was still going at that point, or if it had been over by that point. Or I think we were technically still going. Okay, but it was the, during the pandemic. Sure. So. I, you know, yeah, we, knows? we didn't know. Yeah, it was kind of waiting to find out if we'd be a band still. So. Did you guys know each other for a while or is this a recent, recent thing? Sort of. So I would say it's more recent, but I like coincidentally, like a couple years ago, back in like when High Beam was like kind of going, I ended up selling Mike a guitar body that he's like still using in this project. So I kind of met him then, not like super formally, but um, I had known jared the singer of high beam who's now in uh, our band playing bass sure um and he's the one that kind of put us in contact with mike um, we were like looking for a guitarist for a while um leading up to like our first show and we were just kind of 
desperate not saying that we like settled or anything but like we, it was like getting down to the wire Do you own we, a guitar okay you're in yeah <laughs> can you hold a guitar i have one you can have. yeah no but uh yeah it was just kind of getting down to the wire and mike came around at like the perfect time for well the right like, thing happens needed. at the right time right i guess so yeah he's got an amazing taste in guitarists by the way uh, <laughs> i appreciate yeah, it yeah because yeah. i share his taste in guitarists but <laughs> what was the guitar body you gave him it was a uh a telly so it was okay. uh one of the american professional because you have the explorer and then you have that fucked up thing that looks like a batman guitar what is it what the was green it? one what's the one that looks like uh it's got a lot of weird shapes to it so that's the green um uh it's the fender uh maverick dorado too. yeah it's like a parallel universe fender it's got two different guitars in it um it's pretty wacky but unfortunately we've been i've been playing that guitar in pet rock but it's got a um bigsby uh -huh. and that is a nightmare to stay in tune so we ended up that's why i'm switching over to the explorer for this project because the hardtail be a lot easier to stay in tune Plus, you can like spread out and kind of just get get exactly. right with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. It's, that's exactly the stance. You know, the rock stance. It really helps with that. That's a gorgeous guitar. You showed me a picture of it recently. Yeah, you switched you. out the pickups in it, right? I did. I just put some. Uh, they're um, these kind of like TV Jones style. They the, the typical pickups that you would see on like a Gretsch. Um, like a Gretsch, exactly. Yeah. So. So I know his story plus or minus. We'll 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 kind of get to him in a little bit, but I want to I want to figure you out. So are you a Florida guy? Yeah, born and raised. Tampa or whereabouts? Yep, Tampa, Florida. All right, and you're probably like way younger than. Well, I think Mike's younger than I am, and then you're younger than Mike. I'm 29. How oh, I just shit. turned 29 like a week ago. So how does it feel? <laughs> it feels Last like year of your 20s. Tired. I feel yeah, tired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, big family, small family. Small, uh, only child. Um, are you? I fucking yes. I love only child. I'm an only child. <laughs> nice. So I, uh, that's right. Yeah. So I, I kind can, of technically we we'll killed the other that. one. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. <laughs> can only be one. So uh, being an only child, were you a spoiled only child? Were you left to your own devices? Were you a latchkey kid? What was your kind only of child? Them kind of all of the above. Maybe yeah. not like spoiled per se, but like. My parents were always like trying to like give me the best or whatever. So yeah. I guess in a way, yes, spoiled probably. You said that like they failed. No, they they gave me more. <laughs> They're always than enough. trying to, you know, to, to give me the best. But <laughs> honestly, if like they had it their way, they'd still uh, have me over at their house, like to live. Like that's what we, happens. They, we still they... practice over there, and they're like, "You can come over more. Come eat over and stuff." And like, I only live like fifteen minutes down the, the road now, anyway. Um, what's yeah. what's your what's your heritage? What's your cultural? What what is your last name? What is that? It's weird. I I don't know. I'm Italian. Like okay. like mostly, my dad is like a hundred percent. He was like born and raised in Italy. My mom is like half Sicilian and then half Cuban. Um, oh man! So bet you those were some good arguments, some good fights. <laughs> loud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have it too. I'm, <laughs> anytime we're yelling, it's or anytime we're arguing, it's a yelling thing. Even yeah. if I'm at a ten or not, it just it is what it is. Um, was there music in the home? Not really. No. I mean, my parents like obviously listen to music, and I grew up on like classic rock kind of stuff. Sure. But um, no one really. No one really played in my family. My uncle played, but um, aside from that, not really anyone that like I kind of like took after. Were you a jock? Were you an artist? Were you a musician early on? What was your you know? Yeah, so I started playing guitar in like the fifth grade. Um, wow. Yeah, I've been playing for a bit, and 
sports were never really my thing. Like, I don't even watch sports now for the most part, unless like um, I'm a fair weather fan, unless like the Bucks like won sure. something or whatever. Yeah. I, I, even then, I probably could give a shit. Yeah, uh, it doesn't really matter to me all that much. I know I'm probably going to piss a lot of people off. No, I'm exact same <laughs> way. I, I I know just enough to be dangerous. My wife knows far more about sports than I do. Really? <laughs> You know, I can hear her downstairs yelling at the lightning game or the Bucks game. I'm just like, Fuck. you know, I just don't care. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you know, I, I get it. So what, what led you to pick up a guitar? Uh, so it's kind of funny. So like back when I was in like the fifth grade, when I, before I even started, I was like starting to like, kind of like figure out like what like music was. And like back at the time, like what year are we talking? Oh, I'm trying to, with, so I started high school in, was it today's? Did I start high school in 2007 or graduate in 2007? Probably started in 2007. So maybe it was like around like 2003, 2004, maybe. So I'm trying to think what was popular at that time in music. But I mean, by 2007, like people don't even listen to the radio anymore. Like, did you? I, mean, I how, did, how, but because I grew up like basically how it started was I was like, mom what's cool to listen to and she was like acdc's cool and i was okay, like okay no, good, so we like job, mom. went into like best buy and like bought back in black and like turned it on the first song just hell's bells and i was like fuck yeah this is this is what i'm into and yeah. like so from that that was like the first like the first thing and then after that like school it was whatever year school of rock first oh, came yeah, out yeah. that was like the the straw that broke the camel's back and like i was like mom i need a guitar so like we're gonna have to do this What'd you get? An acoustic, electric? It was an electric. I'm not an acoustic guy. I, I own acoustics. It wasn't. I, okay. I wanted one so badly. It was just like the Yamaha starter pack from Sam's Club. I just got a fucking Yamaha Revstar, and I love that guitar. People really dig those. I, I'm not, like, I've never played one, but I know a lot, of, like, compared to, like, the guitar I started on, it was like the, a Strat copy that yeah. was just from Sam's Club in a bundle pack, and it sucked but i was so stoked on it um, well the, i i had a first act uh, that i got at walmart when i was you know many many years ago and not a not an amazing guitar but it was pretty decent and then uh matt pike who plays for high on fire and plays for oh, yeah. sleep and all this he's got a signature model first act yeah. that's fucking sick he's got one that's like a it's like a nine string and like the the uh the top three strings are double strings and then the bottom three are single strings the dude from mastodon plays a guitar yeah like that Brent too. Hines. yeah yep. yeah I, I think it's he's playing matt pike's oh is it signature okay. guitar makes yeah. sense i always thought that was like the coolest thing i i i, I guess it's just a chunkier heavier sound but it's it's kind of it's kind of right i was like you know I, I was flirting with a seven string recently but uh matt henderson talked me out of it he's like he's like you're not gonna play it you're, you think you're gonna play it you're not gonna play it so you do you play you told me somebody in the band plays seven string didn't you so that was cut, cut to future that other oh project okay that okay with. Yeah, okay my buddy west so uh you, you got the guitar lessons i mean you already had youtube by that point so you don't need a guitar i think youtube feature. had just like just like started so like at the time like and my family like we were all like really late to like the game for like technology i don't think we got like a computer until i was like the next year and then like that that meant like aol and like aim and like the instant messaging sure. and then like you know that took off but i i started taking lessons and um i'm a big advocate for lessons i find that like the right lessons the right lessons. Not some i mean dickhead yeah. who's like what song do you want to learn because because <laughs> that's that's most of the time what yeah. ends up happening my lessons yeah well that's most people's <laughs> lessons and yeah. i mean whatever i mean mail it in i guess but like i i was always like but i don't understand i want to know why you know 
this or that or whatever else. And it's just like, you know. Well, I should say that I was actually the bad influence on my teacher that way. Because I basically told him, just teach me how to play this Nirvana Well, that's song, probably you know? why they're doing it is because kids, yeah. that's all they want to do. is yeah. like they're going to come in. Their mom probably bought them five lessons. They're going to use up five lessons and never come back to me. And yeah. that'll be that. But, like, I, I've had various times where I've kind of really kind of knuckled down and tried to learn. And, you know, not, you know, as an adult, I've taken lessons and. You know, I'll get into, you know, okay, if I drop D or all the chords, you know, like, you know, what do you, what am I calling the chords now with the drop D or this, that, or the other? And, you know, stuff that is, is not high end, but it's not low end. It's kind of middle end. And, you know, I make them work for their money a little bit and have to yeah. explain some theory to me. So, yeah, recently I, I still take lessons like on and off, maybe not like straight up just guitar lessons. I feel like I'm not, like, no one's ever like too like experience to learn something new but i feel like at this point like it's it's tough to find a teacher that can like kind of keep up i've been playing for so long so it's kind of tough but um i before i started this project i guess kind of jumping ahead a bit and we can always go back sure um like i started like it was about a year year and a half ago like i had never sung before um i never really had done anything and like at first i was just like yeah i'll just figure it out and then i started doing it. i was like wow my voice is fucking terrible i do not like the way i sound at all i'm just gonna buy autotune that'll fix it and then it, of course it it didn't i mean it helps i guess a bit but like not not it's not gonna fix everything about you so then i was like i better start just getting lessons so i'm talking singing lessons or guitar lessons singing lessons singing motherfucker sorry about my language <laughs> oh, I'm singing worse. is way harder than playing guitar in my opinion yeah, if sucks. you are not naturally talented like it's, it's like learning to like it's like learning another language it's like learning to do a martial art it's like learn you know to do it correctly and you know engaging your diaphragm and singing over the pencil and your high end voice and your low end voice it's the hardest thing it's crazy yeah. and then i don't know i mean i've listened to some tracks that he sent me and it's it's pretty clean vocals which you yeah. know is braver because you can kind of fake it with cookie monster vocals but then with cookie monster vocals you can just blow your throat out and yeah destroy yourself i cannot like for the life of me it's really hard to like make my voice break up it i can't really scream like i i've always wanted to i've played in hardcore bands forever and just, it's just just age and smoky bars will do that for you yeah, yeah yeah i mean there's technique to it and it's just for what for the life of me i can't figure it out i figured out how to do what i do enough to where i could play it and that's basically where i am and i'm hoping to get a little bit better as i go along and you know as you do it more and more you're going to get more comfortable but it singing is still very much like an enigma to me and but anyway my teacher he also like gives guitar lessons so like sometimes i would just bring my guitar and he would i'd be like larry can you teach me so, you know some theory or some chord let's learn some chords today and that way i can you know get some inspiration for some new songs and you know we we'd go over like seven chords and like you know shit like that yeah. and like stuff that would kind of break me out of like the typical major minor bar chords sure so. yeah yeah um so you you mentioned a little bit acdc and then getting into school of rock which is you know a, a brilliant soundtrack you know uh you know introduces kids to led zeppelin and, and other things like that do you start to kind of branch out into, you know, stuff that you're really getting into? You know, when I, when I'm going to ask you multiple in, in law, we call this a compound question and <laughs> someone would object to, to me right now, but it's not law. So, <laughs> um, we, we talk, you know, we, I talked, he sent me some tracks and I was listening to him and kind of telling him 
what influences I heard on pet rock, but mm-hmm. I'd be interested to kind of hear your trajectory through music, you know, after your mom kind of set you down the path. Yeah. So, I mean, for a while there, I was pretty stuck on, like, I didn't really listen to a whole lot of like newer music. I was just like all about like the classics, classic rock, this, I, back in the day, back when like one two five used to play like classic rock, like it would just be on that all the time. So that was like Sabbath, Zeppelin, ACDC, basically any like i can sing probably like sing along to any band like on the, any classic radio and know like all the lyrics because i've heard them a million times it's just that's what i was like i grew up on and then it wasn't until like a little bit later a few, like a couple years after that like we met a drummer I, me and like uh my friend charlie we went to this like rock band camp or whatever and Sounds awesome. Yeah, it was actually really <laughs> I fun. Want to go to a fucking rock band yeah. camp? <laughs> yeah, especially we're like in a like. Dina, a can I go to a rock band camp with Mike? Mike and I are gonna go. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if they make do them anymore, well, but well, we got to make a rock band camp, yeah. and then we're gonna go to it. All right, go ahead. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was like seventh grade. It was like just at the time the coolest thing, and that it was at the time like my te- my guitar teacher was the one that did it, and like we were really close, and he was a really like cool dude. Um, but at that point we met like a drummer in there um and he was the drummer for like all my previous projects so that's like reveal renew the blonde tongues even back to like set the sights and back when i in that at that time we used are to these just, all your bands yeah okay we got some stuff to talk about yeah right, yeah keep going. yeah yeah so blonde um tongues is awesome sorry just had to throw that out there who was it blonde tongues that all was right. one of my favorites okay. sorry i didn't mean to cut you oh it's okay I had to throw that in there it's i appreciate all the, all the kind words but uh yeah yeah, that was the last the last project before this one but um at the time we were just doing like classic rock covers yeah but anyway when we met him he kind of opened our eyes to like heavier stuff and like he was into like slipknot and just like yeah and he like he had the double bass pedal at the time and it was like whoa okay we're like stepping up here this is like yeah this is something big i mean drummers are (laughs) drummers are tier they're they're transitional like they bring you into a whole other world. Like if you get a legit drummer, they yeah. can really just kind of open up the engine and let you kind of figure out new things about your playing. And I agree. Yep. Yeah. To me, like a band is only as good as its drummer. Like so, if you can't, if you don't have a good drummer and you're just back there and you're just fucking up, it, it's just like Jack White would disagree with you, but yeah, <laughs> he, he got away with it because he's, he's cool he's and they got really good branding, yeah, yeah. but and she she kept up. She was good enough for what they played, but like just having like a drummer that's just solid and like knows your songs and is like not like that limp wrist just fucking yeah. just can't play. Yeah. Like having a, a solid drummer is just like you know, really takes your band from like a four to like an eight. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what what year is it that you meet him? Um trying to I gotta like get the timeline where's straight. Where's your phone? She's she's your phone. She's all in it. I gotta see you're, what you're the fact checker. What year the Come on. I gotta see what year the school of rock How came old out. Am that I? What year is it? What year did I start high school? With? <laughs> Let's see. I'm gonna check IMDb for School of Rock and what year? 2003. So I wasn't too far off. So 2003 is when I started playing guitar. So about 2005 is when uh, we started. We met that drummer. We had been playing a little bit before then with a different drummer and a like a, a different singer and stuff. Um, and, you know, at that point, it was still, like, doing the covers and stuff. It wasn't until we met the drummer that we started trying to branch out and do, like, originals and stuff. But 
in in doing originals were you writing that were you guys coming like what was it how are you guys coming up with songs yeah so it was i at the time i wasn't much of like a writing presence uh i feel like i would be able to bounce off of other people's ideas but not necessarily do you know do the the full songs myself or anything it would usually be the other guitarist kind of had the ideas and we just kind of like work his songs which at the time was you know fine and i had no experience of anything else so that was cool yeah whatever but writing lyrics and singing i mean these are things that at least for me and i and i say this often but i i never gave it the respect that i now feel that it deserves and it's you know I it's funny I started this podcast because I was listening to uh, this podcast called WTF and it was it's this host is a comedian he would interview a lot of comedians and uh, you know one of the things that comedians always talk about is is trying to not copy other comedians trying to not do hack quote unquote hack jokes mm -hmm. and it's very difficult as a fan of music to listen to music and then go and write something that is not like derivative derivative of that music and. And it's funny too, you know, at 46, trying to write a song versus writing one at 16, you know, you can imagine, you know, at 16, it's about puberty and the girl that you like. And at 46, <laughs> it's about like, how much longer am I going to have to do this bullshit job and pay all these mortgages and everything else? You know, your point, Spot of, view, on. Yeah, your point of view changes a little bit, but uh, definitely. So, to, so the, you said the, the camp was 2003, 2005, you meet the drummer. What band was that? Uh, so at the time, I, our band was called Backseat Drivers because our parents used to drive us around everywhere. Okay. <laughs> what type of music was that? Honestly, I couldn't even say. It wasn't like we were so... It was either like... It was mostly classic rock covers and then we would like throw in these like weird like maybe emo metalcore things. Nice. We were like starting to branch out into that style, but like we were still playing like the covers. So sure. like it was like a weird transitionary period. Um, but I'd say probably more like classic rock sounding stuff. Nothing I would be super proud of today. <laughs> and how long did that last? Maybe about a couple years, but. And then where did you go from there? From there, basically it, for the most part, up until like this project, me like me the other guitarist in the band charlie and um our drummer michael we basically just kind of like we're always in the same band like we would just like that band would kind is of it you guys like, and mike now is that the no uh, di different yeah. mike yeah uh he's a he's actually the drummer that played on the songs um the the pet rot songs that uh that are out right now they that was recorded before i had met like the dudes that i'm jamming with now but okay but yeah, so basically we'd like a project would kind of fizzle out and then we just kind of evolve into the next thing and then find the other two members we needed. So it was usually always like uh, a bassist and a vocalist. Yeah. So from there, it kind of went into like, we finally went full on into like the metalcore thing. Um, who were your bands? So that band was I know, called... Who were you into? Sorry. Oh, uh, at the time it was like probably like the Devil Wears Prada and... There's some more like emo bands from like that time period. Emo Screamo, like Chiodos. Uh I'm trying to think of who else. Like Slipknot had just come out with like volume three. Sure. Yeah. So like that kind of stuff for the most part. Um kind of blanking on the any other okay. stuff. But yeah, it was mostly like Metalcore and that band was like called Set the Sights and we did that one for a few years. Um 
and people, you know, I wouldn't. Where did you play? Were you playing out? Playing yeah, live? yeah. Where would you play? M- mostly like local. I don't think at that time we were really into touring, but uh, we used to play a lot at like the skate park at Tampa spot. Uh, and you did transitions? Or... Yep, transitions. Yeah. Um, that was like after they had moved from like the snack bar into like. they were before Under Oath? was using it for coffee or yeah after? rest yeah. in peace yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well, now they're at king state aren't they isn't that isn't that them i, I think yeah, they I think so. they do their they do their coffee or beer or whatever the hell they do over at the spot like literally in the uh the same room as transitions yeah. was and then i guess they distributed at king state i'm not really too privy on the details on what they do i know i have some friends that are like i guess involved or at least in the know about it but sure sure yeah i don't know but we used to play there a lot uh are you familiar with like neptune's lounge uh-huh. that was a big spot for us like every other week we were down there and that seedy gross bar uh <laughs> but gross bars are fucking where it's at man i've been talking do you know do you know elliot mayo he works for me he sings for wreath and vacancy uh no but anyways I we, we keep talking about uh opening like just a, a shithole all ages hardcore club and just like every night of the week just having people there but the the problem is is paying your rent when you don't sell booze and yeah. selling booze is where you run into problems with all ages but you know i i so i'm 46 a good deal older and um i remember when i started now are you a ucf guy no okay State. okay um, so you're smarter than i am but anyway um i i I when I started at UCF, I got into Revelation, the 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 music label, and so I had Youth of Today and Gorilla Biscuits and Into Another and all these different right. bands like that. And I would just look at the liner notes of these albums of these you know guys in these clubs, and they're just smushed together. They're all on top of each yeah. other, and it's as a forty six year old, it's revolting. But as a twenty year old, it's like that's this fucking is awesome. that's, this is the best thing ever, and. Yeah. I, you know, I feel like that doesn't exist anymore, you know, I, and, and I've, you know, people talk about, and I'm not saying the Benz is at all this, but I know people that have played the Benz, they always lament how kind of cool it is because you're all on top of each other. You're all kind of squished in with each other and you kind of yeah. have that aesthetic, you know, there's all these memes of like, here was our first hardcore show and it's like an egg crate with yeah. like a piece of plywood. It's my favorite on. hardcore yeah, venue. Yeah, yeah. It's my favorite venue. Love it. That's yeah, my, like, I love that meme. It's like a two by four with like a center block behind it. It's just it. a, a crate, shipping yeah, crate or something. Or something. Just Denny's or something. For sure. <laughs> so after Set the Sights, where did you go to? Yeah, so that band kind of fizzled out. Uh, and then the same three dudes, the guitar and drummer and myself, uh, we, we found another uh, vocalist and another bassist and then at that point we started uh the band uh reveal renew okay that was uh probably my like before like this and like honestly overall it's probably my longest running like kind of project and it's still like was that your project was that your idea your name was that your maybe not my name but like i i did like probably 90% of the writing in that sure. in that one that's when i finally like transitioned more into writing the music and like kind of coming up with like at least like the main bulks of bulk of the songs that we would you know play um what what was the sound of that one that one kind of had like that excuse me it's all right no, um, with the beer had that By the uh, way, Mike, you better speed up dude you're selling uh, your first one that every time i die me. kind of feel <laughs> like that kind of like punk rock oh yeah kind of hardcore you think they're done I think so. I, I, from what I heard, 
I mean, he just he this he just released a statement this week that kind of uh, seemed like he was hedging the bets. Oh, is he? Yeah, Keith. Yeah, I I the only thing I had seen was that like he Such like figured out. I had tickets to see them twice and missed both. Well, one I didn't get to go to, and the other one's fucking canceled. Oh shit! Yeah, that sucks. We saw them the last time I had seen them was a few years ago, um, when they opened up, or I guess Beartooth. Either Beartooth opened up for them, or they opened up for Beartooth. One of the two. I have a friend that drums in Beartooth, okay. um, and he got us backstage, and that was oh, pretty wow. cool. Um, but anyway, Andy? huh? Did you meet Andy the wrestler? I I did. We didn't get to meet anybody, okay. but okay. Uh, they are. I don't know. They are. They're cool dudes, I guess. But I I from what I heard, like basically, it just sounded like Keith is like trying to get sober, and everyone else is just still trying to party yeah. and have a good time. Yeah. And, there, there's just some like strife and animosity there, but I, I don't know. I, to be honest, like I haven't listened to that band too much. Like, I feel like after I was X a super Lies, late comer to that band, like yeah. super late, because that was a younger band than what I had come through. And something about the name always fucked with me. It just yeah. sounded too, you know, August like Burns game. Red or whatever the fucking. There, there's that whole emo screamo mm. those names. I was just like. Yeah, you guys it's a need bit to fucking dated. Get over yourselves, and uh, and so every time I die, it, for whatever reason, it kind of was this barrier for me. And then finally, I listened to, I think it was the Map Change album. I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And then they started dropping all the singles for the the newest one. I mean, they released like five songs off the yeah. newest one before the album came out. And I was like, wow, this is great. And then I went back and started listening to the old stuff. I was like, oh wow, I've been missing out. So yeah, that was like my favorite band for the longest time i i, I kind of fell he's off he's an with them. amazing songwriter i mean oh he that dude is like create like a low lyricist teens, map chains at low teens was the album i was i meant to say gotcha i yeah, i yeah. figured yeah is that the one with like the rainbow i no like, it's just red red on black low teens oh the one yeah. i'm thinking of i is think it's their last that. one yeah oh is it yeah. okay i like i said i haven't been following them like my favorite like three records from them um probably gutter phenomenon uh the big dirty and uh what's the the one right after Big Dirty, uh, New Junk aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. New Junk is like probably my favorite record from them. I just love how slow and heavy that one is. I just feel like after that they started getting like a little too like technical and like everything for me just started sounding like spastic and just sure. kind of just, like just way too chaotic for me. Um, but I, I definitely still respect and like love that band and you know especially I always go back to their old stuff every once in a while and definitely dig that. But so then we're talking is it. Renew, reveal, or reveal, renew. Reveal, renew. Reveal. Okay. So, and you said that was one of your longer running acts. Yeah, yeah. So that one, like, that's like when we first Is that started stuff out touring. there somewhere. Can I find that? Oh online yeah. Or uh, on we're on Spotify okay. and stuff, and we're actually like, it's been in the works for like a couple years now. Um, but we have like a four song EP that's like currently getting mixed. Um, the same dude that's actually mixing that EP is mixing the Pet Rock, uh, material. So he's the bassist in Reveal Renew. So. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's, like, the first band, like, when we, I think I was 18 when we finally started that. It was, like, my senior year in high school. Once I graduated, um, that's when, like, we went on our first tour, and that was, like, eye-opening. And then from then on, like, we were, like, doing a lot of, like, shows and touring and all of that. And that's kind of, like, my first entry point into that kind of world. Like, right. the touring, the DIY kind of. So like, now what years are we talking? So that's probably about 2007 um 2007 okay. to probably 2011 and i mean we still kind of are, are around we don't we're not really as active anymore we maybe play a show a year if that and we just kind of like if the opportunity is there and like there's some 
you know, a cool show and we get an offer and we're all in town because like two of the dudes moved to New York. Um, if we're all in town or we can all do it or something and we have the members or something, uh, we'll play. But I was, um, I was talking to Mike about this before you guys got here about how what a miracle it is for a band to come up with an idea for a song, to write a song, to record a song, to put out a song that people have no idea the amount of shit that needs to happen at the same time yeah. arrangement and getting getting people together agreeing on what it should be actually getting to the studio having enough money to record it or have a friend record it like you know i don't think people realize that what what happens before they hear a song that went into a song and if they did i think they wouldn't be so quick to judge Skip. it or dismiss it or yeah. whatever else i mean it's it's really quite you know quite impressive to be able to get three guys together four guys together you know find a space agree on what it's going to be and come up with something that they're happy enough with to put out oh yeah yeah so what happens in 2011 as as that band's kind of tapering off a little bit yeah so uh trying to think so we had like our singer at the time he you know he was going through some stuff and like he kind of needed to step away and at that point we were like, didn't want to stop like doing that band because we had a pretty decent following, especially in like Florida, and we had done, you know, some extensive touring uh, the U.S. and stuff. But you did, yeah, all I, over the U.S. or uh, I would say like more so like we never got a chance to go out west with this project, but we did a lot of like Midwest and like East Coast, like all over. How was touring? It's you know, <laughs> it sucks. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at, at a DIY level, touring is fucking terrible. I, I romanticize it. You know, Mike and I were talking earlier this week about uh, Mike Watt and and the Minutemen, and and you know, they they kind of they and Black Flag kind of created this tour route back in the late seventies, early eighties for punk bands, mm -hmm. and you know, they there's very famous book called get in the van that black flag wrote and you know kind of living on the floor you know just crunching into these cars and you know hearing it now it's just like oh that sounds fucking amazing and i know it was probably just brutally it awful yeah, it sucks yeah. and then like our like van like sharing macaroni and cheese for dinner yeah, yeah just like it's really being in a band like and i, I describe it to people because like people like think it's like the coolest thing and it's like it's really just a lot of waiting around and then you get to play for 30 minutes and then you got to load in load out and then like drive to the next city so you're just like kind of waiting around but when we used to tour it it also like the extra thing that like sucked is that I was in school. I was doing online. Like I was finishing like my doom, like college or whatever yeah. online at that time. And like, I would every week I had a test or a quiz. I'd have to like do homework and do my readings and shit. And like somehow You're fucking badass, you stuck with it. You didn't just quit it. No, I didn't. And I, I actually passed with like almost straight A's, which I'm nice. pretty proud of. Like, I had like a 3.9 GPA. Should be. So I'm pretty happy about that. Um, but it, was not fun at the time and it definitely fucking sucked to like we everyone would be like chilling or playing on their game boys or whatever and i'd be like at a starbucks like studying or doing my accounting homework and what now they don't want to borrow money from you so <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe i don't know but um so like that was an extra thing but like man the dumps we used to stay in like our van had no ac or heater so like it was either like if we had to like time tours right just so that we could be comfortable usually we were touring in the dead of summer because that's when Doing there the was north and the summer and the south and the winter and yeah it, it 
if we were ever that lucky, we usually yeah. just like. I remember like the one time we hit like Michigan in February mm. and it's like the person we I stayed can't feel with my fingers. <laughs> yeah. Like the person we stayed with was like, I, he either was like about to move out and like he had no heater. And so like, it was just like, I remember, I, I remember very vividly too, because I had to take my final advanced accounting test and like, I was freezing my ass off upstairs in this fucking hell hole of a house no ac or or no heat i guess and somehow i passed that exam and i got really sick because it was so cold but i was really happy about that but just a lot of that kind of thing either no heat no ac just really dirty floors nowhere to really sleep people were nice enough to let us like stay at their houses but it was like they weren't nice enough to like clean up before yeah. we got there or like you know whatever and we're always we were always grateful for anyone that like opened their door for us but you know it's some of the places aren't like weren't the nicest you're sticking with it and gutting it out you're sticking with it to learn it you're sticking with it to gut it out through these tours and you know some of these bands don't work and i'm going to do another one where do you, where does that drive come from is that just kind of a personality trait of yours? Is that just how much you love music? Is it, I mean, what's the, what is it that keeps you from just throwing your hands up in the air and saying, fuck this, I'm going to go, you know. For a little bit, like I kind of got fed up. It was just kind of tough trying to balance like the scheduling with, with school. Cause after, like, after I graduated my bachelor's, I was, I went back and to go get my master's. And then uh, it was like, was doing that trying to keep up with school you got your master's yes, yes. what'd you get your master's in finance nice yeah <laughs> where did that come from uh like where did i get it well i mean what where was that interest from <laughs> oh uh <laughs> making sure i don't i don't uh run out of money okay. basically uh, can, stability can, can i push pause on music talk for one second and yeah, can, yeah. We, can we switch over is Bitcoin just a huge fucking scam that we're just waiting for like the curtain to get pulled back and everybody to realize? Honestly, man, like I feel like everyone's talking about crypto and NFTs right now, and I, I'm just like pretty behind the curve. Like my my master's in is is in finance, but I like ended up getting a job. My my bachelor's is in accounting, master's in finance. I was like, after four years of accounting on the road, I was like, fuck accounting. I'm so done with this. I never want to do it, see it again. Then I went into finance and then the first job offer I got out of school was an accounting job. So I, I really don't even like do a whole lot with finance, but. Well, but you have to understand uh, enough, the basics yeah. that, that, I mean, you know, I, I, I was talking to a client of mine and he uh, owns these cell phone stores and he was talking to me about going i forget where it was it was like going to dubai or abu dhabi or something and he's like the place was just covered with 19 year old crypto millionaires just everybody <laughs> and it's it's like it's one of these things where it's like there's something about it that's too good to be true there's something yeah. about it that doesn't make sense to me i can't I feel like at some point the floor is probably going to drop out and everyone's going to lose their ass but that said there's a lot of people right now who are seem to be making a lot of money at it so it's like well who's the who's strike the all the iron or, them, or i just yeah. don't know how that works but i think right now i'm the asshole because i didn't get into it when it started and i was skeptical but eventually I'll, it'll probably even out and it, it'll probably just... I mean, I don't wish uh, that upon people, neither do but I, I would talk but... some fucking mad shit when the bottom drops yeah. out. I'd be like, I told you all. <laughs> I knew I, it. I knew it was coming. You didn't listen. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I, 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 uh, my buddy, he was, he's, he's really big into it, talks about it incessantly. And finally, just to shut him up, I was like, okay, put 200 bucks in this uh, Celsius, which is like this aggregator for all these different 
things. And like in six months, I had like 1800 bucks in there. And I was like, I mean, 1800 bucks, it's not a little bit of money. It's not a lot of money, but I was like, if I had $200,000 and I put that in there, what would it be right now? Are you good? I could take the pictures. Okay. We're getting photo shoots. No worries. Um, so I uh, do it sideways. It's okay. That's all right. We're going to, we're going to make you're, you're amazing. All right. All right. Here we go. Get a good one. Cheese. Cheese. All right. Getting photos. All right. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm sorry to buy Well, my, so my nephew, uh, he, he, uh, he was a, he was a pitcher. He p- actually pitched for the Cardinals. Okay. But he uh, went to Vanderbilt. He got his master's at Vanderbilt in business nice. and finance and all this other stuff. And uh, I was actually with him. He was he was interviewing for jobs at like Goldman Sachs and all this stuff. He ended up getting a job at Credit Suisse. But uh, he was I was there for that process. And that level of bank, man, they don't fuck around. Like you've got to be like yeah. other worlds. Like. Does I don't care if you got a good GPA. I don't care if you went to a good school. I don't care if you come from this family. Like, you've got to be like fucking extraterrestrial to get yeah. jobs at some of these banks. It's just out of this world. Yeah, it's crazy. So anyway, anyway, I just uh, Bitcoin's always the one the one thing that I you know I don't want I don't want anybody to have misfortune, but I kind of want it to fucking tank so I can just laugh at people. Yeah, and feel better about yeah, myself. feel better about my life choices. That's <laughs> my, that's, my where lack all, of... that's, that's where it all gets. Yeah. All right. So where are we at? We we've reveal renew yep that kind of started right. to fizzle out and so basically we tried to keep it going um so we tried we found another singer um you were we, doing the singing all this time or no i i've i'm a pretty shy guy i don't really like to be the center of attention and even still it kind of yeah, but like, shy guys are the best fucking guys out there yeah Bob pretty Dylan, well know. he learned that later obviously yeah. with pet rocks yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was something that i i never really had the confidence to do uh, i just figured it was just like beyond my skill level as a musician I, I i just i don't know it was just something i never believed in myself about but yeah we, we i was always dependent on singers and i think that's what like eventually drove me to sing i was like i just really didn't want to have to depend on someone who could possibly not be interested or leave or you know have a problem and they have to go and then we're left with you know our dick in our hands or something yeah, so, yeah if you ditch our band man we're gonna be pissed about it yeah. <laughs> you're gonna fuck up the, i know i gotta follow in the footsteps the of my predecessors yeah but uh no uh but yeah so like we had the we had another guy come in and we kind of tried to keep the reveal thing going but like the new singer style was just not anywhere near what we were trying to go for with it and so we just kind of like naturally progressed to a different sound it got like more singy less screamy which we were all into it's definitely it's more marketable and all of that and eventually like we kind of got to a point where the music was so different that like we were no longer like it didn't make sense to go by reveal renew we just kind of like dropped that and like left it pretended like we didn't even try to sure. with the new singer just kind of left the legacy with the old singer um and then from there that's when the blonde tongue started um and that's kind of like our garage rock kind of punk whatever you want to call it i would say garage rock more than anything like garage rock alt rock kind of like band and that's kind of like where i started getting back like we kind of transitioned like out of like the heavy scene. You got into melody, mel- melody, and and you know, kind of yeah, figuring out what sounds good rather than just pure. Exactly, and it was honestly in that band where I I really feel my guitar like my guitar playing 
kind of went to the next level because at that point like i had never i've always been playing in drop d and you're just playing like riffs usually in like heavy music there's not really any i mean it's not true that there's no music theory but you can kind of get away with not really knowing a whole lot of theory because it's just a lot of riff rock yeah. essentially but at this point like we were getting into music that had more melody and we kind of had to like start playing chords and i was like oh shit i can't drop d anymore i gotta like learn bar chords and major and minor and learn you know the relative that didn't come until a little bit later even okay. still but i i had known about them and i was just too timid to even try using them our I singer was it. into the jazz chords and he's the one that kind of taught me about the sevens um the seven chords but at that point, like I learned like the relative majors and or the relative minors, uh, you know, and things like that, and knowing how to at least solo and do like leads and kind of work around. And I kind of taught myself a little bit of theory, enough to get by. And that I feel like from that band, I really developed as a guitarist and kind of knowing, learning more theory. And I feel like I Who really. Who are your guitar heroes at this time? Who are your vocal heroes at this time? vocal heroes I, I don't i don't know if i had any but guitar heroes i would say like at that time especially i was like i mean i still am i i love like queens of the stone age it's like fuck yeah that's probably one of my favorite bands of all time Damascus, josh homie and john Frusciante. those three are, are like the holy trinity for me yeah <laughs> yeah you can't go wrong with that i mean josh homie is just he's a beast and I, I wish he wasn't such an asshole but yeah he's he's, he's a little like talented. weird yeah i mean usually i feel like that's a lot of times that, that can be the case it goes together sure but I mean, look at look at Exactly, exactly this fucking guy over here but uh no yeah so like that was like one of the big bands i was into the strokes is like probably my other like top fucking strokes i love that band my, so much one of my man. favorites i watch i watch every live version of reptilla and i just fucking vibe out on it and i oh, love yeah. just yeah no I, I love them and even their later stuff which which has kind of gotten it's funny they started off kind of aping the cars and then now mm -hmm. they kind of or i don't even know some weird like 80s synth, synth pop yeah, 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 i yeah. don't even know but yeah I, I'm, I I'm, I'm i'm for it. i'm right i dig it, it. Yeah. yeah i i still you know can get into it um and then our singer like the singer of the blonde tongues his name is uh michael ford he he's played in uh bands like gouge away there i don't know if they're still around anymore um but a pixies cover band or no <laughs> i think the name came from the pixies or something like that yeah. um but yeah, they're like a they're like a female fronted like hardcore band like uh in like the whole like social justice kind of scene, yeah, yeah. that whole thing um um so he was in that at the time and he was kind of doing like double duty with like us but uh he was like basically like my source of like musical inspiration he would like taught me about all the bands that i'm like kind of into now so like he showed me like guided by voices and oh like, fucking a robert pollard man that guy that, that guy's band. that guy's a fucking animal shit. i mean how many songs has he written like this year or what? <laughs> just in life like more songs than like a hundred like just bands. like the last 10 minutes and he can I'm do sure. high kicks in his like fucking 70s he's dude, fucking bad dude is nuts and he can just take down a whole cooler of miller light in a set like have you heard uh rudderkin's cover of guided by voices no, I haven't. Yeah, what uh, song Game of Bricks. Yeah. Ah, that's what that's the song we want to do. Actually. Yeah, we're Please we're do thinking it. about that's doing a, I mean, a cover. That's that's an amazing well, song. No, Rudderkin's the only band that can do it now. So obviously we're out. No, they're not. I'm I'll just kidding. Sue them. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so yeah, no, for sure. Who else? So like, uh, he showed us like Super Drag at yeah. the time. I, that's a big like influence, especially now. Um, Dino Jr. Like at that point, I hadn't heard of like really any of those bands. Uh, I was just kind of like 
pretty new to all that. I, I came from like the hardcore scene and he's like an audiophile. He like is obsessed with like finding new music. I, I'm pretty lazy when it comes to that. I'm a pretty bad musician. I feel like I don't listen to I don't a lot think of... I don't think you are. I think that's actually quite common. I've, I've, I've come to find this out that yeah. a lot of musicians are not huge fans. Like some are, but like... Well, you, yeah, yeah. I know, because we've, we've, we've discussed it, but yeah. it's amazing to me, you know, my, my buddy Greg, who uh, sings for Wolfface, and he's a lead, he's yeah, a guitarist yeah. and singer and stuff. And They've been around forever. I'm forever, like, so he's an attorney, we were both, he was a state attorney after me, but, um, you know, we we talk about music, and I'm all the time like, have you heard this? Like, no. He's like, no. Like, he's <laughs> like, I think the new, like, he's like, he's still like listening to the new, the first idols album is like, the, <laughs> I was like, that's like four years ago, dude. There's like a bunch of shit that's catch up. Yeah. yeah. No, like I, I, I still go to him to this day. Like Mikkel, what, what's some new like power pop I can listen to? What's some new like alt stuff from like, it's like, I can get real specific too. It's like, what's some like nineties power pop that I haven't heard. And he'll come up with like a fucking playlist, like 30 songs deep of like, stuff if like, i can give you give you three and you might already know these but three ones to go home and listen to it's fiddlehead angel dust and drug church if you haven't listened to any of the three of those they're like on heavy rope repeat for me and drug church is coming to crowbar soon yeah if you're listening to hold steady i haven't heard a whole do you know steady. who they are I, okay well i didn't I, yeah, I know who you are. know who they are yeah. imagine a hardcore hold steady or a hardcore bruce springsteen like a fucking hard like drug church you mean Drug Church, yeah. Yeah, I, I, we played oh, okay. with them, actually. You what? We played with them. Oh, did you really? Yeah, and Blonde Tongues actually played with them. Okay. I think, I can't remember what the situation was. I, I'm pretty sure, like, our singer of the Blonde Tongues was, like, pretty tight with them, or someone in our band, not me, was, like, I've been obsessed with, with that band recently. Yeah? Yeah, so good. I gotta listen to them more, but, um, Fiddlehead, you said, and then... Fiddlehead Angel and Dust, Angel I definitely, I know, I, Angel Dust, like, started off as, like, a hardcore punk and they then now share members with this band drain who is a hardcore band yeah and yeah. like turnstile and well, like i saw Trapped turnstile Ice. yeah i saw i just saw turnstile at fya fest and i think fya fest might have ruined me going really? to concerts anymore yeah my back hurt i wanted to slap the shit out of all the fans all the hardcore kids <laughs> yeah they wouldn't turn the lights off so it was like watching a hardcore concert in a fucking cafeteria yeah it was the most brutal experience ever. It was all these amazing Some bands. on your every sense. I was just angry. <laughs> I was standing there. It's like, fuck, man. I want to I want to sit down. I don't want to eat that bullshit hot dog barbecue sandwich, whatever you have. Like, turn off the lights. Like, I was, I was like, getting ready to start yelling at folks. I just wasn't, I don't know what <laughs> it was, but I went to Tool this week, and, and okay. that, that kind of, kind of pulled me back in because that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen, and I've seen quite a few shows that's but, crazy uh, yeah uh, anyway uh so 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 where are we now as as we're approaching pet rock so yeah so blonde tongues was like around for maybe two three years or something like i gotta that. check out blonde tongues because i see you giving the thumbs up to it oh yeah I yeah and so tongues. how did just, you hear them well jared who's actually the bassist for pet rock okay was in the band he was yeah. a bassist and he was a buddy of mine so you know, we hung out. I would go see their shows, and I was just like, "Oh my god, these guys are incredible!" I have a, I actually have a couple uh, recordings from the old New World Brewery of you guys on the phone, and I still I occasionally watch them. You know, yeah, I was oh, that's awesome. You. Yeah, and I send them to every year, like you know, when I get that annual update. Of, yeah. Hey, share, this? share, share. And I'll share that to Jared. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll share it to you next time. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you guys meet each other? 
Um, it was probably around like the blonde tongues era for me. I, I don't remember what year. I mean, like that was when I sold you that guitar. <laughs> and then yeah. like, I think like around like blonde tongues, it kind of like started to fizzle out. And then like high beam kind of like started up or maybe it was started up in the, at the same time. I don't, I don't recall the, the timeline, but I remember going to see you guys at like the rock, the park gig that you did. And then I saw yeah. you again. It was, Hey, you're the dude that I sold that guitar to yeah, or the body. <laughs> and then, yeah. So kind of didn't meet like, really, we only met like officially, officially where like, we like kind of hung out was with this project with yeah. Pet rock. So, I mean, I knew of you, but I didn't yeah. like know you. So. Exactly. What was the idea with Pet Rock? I mean, was this uh, your invention or? Yeah. So it was, the name came from, I was like driving one day and I just saw someone's like, someone had like a vanity plate. It, was, it, was, like, it said Pet Rock. I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, what is that? And I was like, honestly, it's a good band name or something. And so I like, I, I wrote it down in my notes and then like about like a, a year later or something like that, or close to a year later, I was like. I want to see if I can try to do something because at that point, Blonde Tongues wasn't really doing anything and it had been like a year or two since I had like really done anything musically and I was like, well, give let me, me a see. Sound, give me a sound a sound explanation of Blonde Tongues so, so that I can then transition into Pet Rock. Yeah, so the Blonde Tongues is like, I feel like I wrote a lot of the Blonde Tongue stuff. So like, it's not, it doesn't feel like it's that far off, but like the execution is I think where like both bands kind of differ. Like the Blonde Tongues is definitely dirtier, more aggressive, uh, less, I would say less marketable, probably on purpose. Like our recordings were like sort of lo-fi and like kind of shitty sounding on right. purpose. That was kind of like our thing at the time and just try it. Let's just fuck it up. Let's just make it sound like shit. Cause that's cool, I guess. And now you listen back and it's like, wish i wish i wish i didn't do that but either way so like in like the pet rock my goal was to kind of like keep that like the songs i think for the blonde tongues were very catchy i felt like they were um it's just kind of like you couldn't really a lot of times feel it or at least like it wasn't as marketable i guess yeah. and so i kind of wanted to do a band where it was like probably anyone could like check this out and dig it and you know like it and but it's really a lot of the same kind of riffs and the songs are kind of even like offshoots or like songs that i like didn't get to use for the blonde tongue sometimes like the song we have up uh on our band camp right now interlinked it was literally a song like i was going through my like my notes on my phone and i was like it was like a song that i felt like sounded like a mix between i guess uh queens of the stone age and uh the cars or something at the time, I felt like that because it had that kind of power pop thing, but then it had this like, I don't know, it was kind of heavy and dropped and whatever. And so I like was going through that and the song, I the thing was called Q-A-R-S, like Quars or something. And I was like, oh, what's this? And I listened, it was like, the whole song was like written and structured. It was just something that didn't really work for Blonde Tongues. And I was like, let me just see if I can like make this into a song. And within like a day, like it, it like came. And so like, it's funny, it's funny. This is an idea that, that is just occurring to me now, but how maybe musical ideas can be limited by the band you're in at the time, mm -hmm. because you keep trying to make it fit whatever the construct of it is the band. And maybe that limits you sometimes in kind of exploring and kind of finding out what that should be, because it's like, but it doesn't sound like this, but it doesn't sound like what we yeah. do. And, and, I wonder how many, you know, artists have just not really kind of fleshed out something because it didn't fit what they were in. I can or tell you that the blonde. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on, Mike. I was going to say, or they just started a side project, you know, to kind of yeah. get 
that vibe out as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like that's kind of like why I wanted to do Pat Rock. The Blonde Tongues, we, we had so many quote unquote B-sides and songs that we would record and like just not release. And it was like, man, these are all great songs. Like I, I guess like just due to our branding or, you know, whatever it might've been, like, it was just like stuff that wouldn't work. And my, my goal with Pet Rock was to just like, if it's a good song, I just want to put it out. I don't really care if it's like, this is, this one sounds a little more shoegazy than this one, which sounds more punk. Like, I think after a certain amount of time, like you put out enough songs, it all just kind of sounds cohesive like if you just yeah on a broad enough timeline it kind of makes sense i mean granted like to a certain extent obviously and i feel like and i've asked people like does this does this project sound genre confused because i i have a lot of influences i mean confused that's an interesting concept i like that yeah i mean because i mean like it's been like a a problem not a problem but it's been like a point of like contention trans genre (laughs) you say trans genre (laughs) yeah trans genre (laughs) i mean i'll say this you know when I first heard the songs before I joined the band, I was really excited about them, thought they were great. And I thought um, they had a solid direction. And, you know, at the end of the day, I, I didn't know at the time, but I felt like, I think I told you this, like they sounded a lot like a band called Phantom Pan- Planet. Mm-hmm. From, oh, for sure. That's a, what's his face? Uh, the Jason, Jason Schwartz yeah, on drums. The West Coast song. I, I yes. can, the OC. Yeah. Well, the video, the oh, video yeah. with uh, Mark Gonzalez where he's skating around the museum, that thing was, Mark Gonzalez was my favorite yeah. skater. So anyway, sorry. But that Phantom Planet <laughs> yeah. record, in my opinion, is a solid record. You know, obviously they've got that hit, California, which, you know, yeah. is the hit, you know, but <laughs> the rest of that record, I think, is solid. You know, I think there's actually a lot of good, really oh, yeah. pop, you know, vibes to that one. And uh, I fortunately got to see them live. They opened, You did? Yeah, they opened for um, the Schwartzman Incubus. on the drums. You know what's funny, man? I can't remember. I feel like it wasn't him. Why I feel couldn't like he you left. remember? Why uh, couldn't you remember? Huh? I, may, I maybe had a couple too many of these IPAs yeah, over yeah, here, yeah, yeah. but uh, but yeah, I don't I don't think he was on drums. I remember he, the guy whoever was playing drums had this like sideways hat on, basically, yeah. and you could probably see his face. Um, <laughs> but uh, but you yeah, know, I was telling John that I was like, oh man, this kind of reminds me of of, of that. And uh, I'm gonna be totally honest; I totally forgot where I was going with that. That's story. okay. But needless to say, that's what it reminded me of. Well, it's interesting, yeah. and, and this is a conversation that I've had recently, is the conversation of, here, here's a phrase that's very divisive, is pop punk, yeah. um, because it can be used as a pejorative kind of shit-talky thing, but, uh, you know, I, were you at the show, you were with me at the show for Slap Reality at Microgroove, weren't you? Yes, with uh, Moving Targets. Moving great, Targets and Slap show. Reality, and yeah. I mean... Those are arguably pop punk bands and those guys Easily. are fucking legit as they come. And totally. so, uh, you know, I, I remember I helped Paul Williams at Leadfoot. Uh, we, we did the teenage bottle rocket show at transitions and Rutterkin yep. was there. And, uh, I think it was make war was there. And, nice. and right after that show, all this shit came out about teenage bottle rocket and like being like pervy and molesters and all this other stuff. And they, they, in in the write-ups and in the articles I was listening to, they kept talking about how all pop punk is about is kind of like chauvinist, you know, blaming a girl, blaming a girl for breaking up with the girl. What did you do to me? You did this. All the songs are always like, I mean, if you, if you think of like early Blink-182, it's always like the girl drove me to do this or drove me to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of got this kind it's of... It's always written from like the dude's perspective. For sure, yeah. for sure. But I mean, at but, the same yeah. time, like 
throughout the show, and I've had this conversation with Mike before, there's two bands that seem to be these touchstones, uh, depending on how old people are. For the older pop punks, it's Sam I Am for some reason. That's someone mm-hmm. that they just always was a, a launch point. And then everybody that's like just 40 or under learned to play from fucking Dookie. That was their, that was their, how they learned to play bass, how they learned to play guitar, where their, where their inspiration came from. But I think that I wish there was a a different phrase for pop punk because I think it becomes too reductive and too shitty. And it's like turned into like something different than what it started out as, which I guess is like just the evolution of it. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I can get into like I guess older pop punk, but I feel like newer pop punk to me, it's it's not my thing. I mean, like I don't like it's care dated. either way if you dig it. I just feel like it, it it tends to for me sound a lot like the same same everything kind of sounds the same to me. So I don't know. It's well, funny. I mean, you can definitely stray into for like ska territory, which you want to stay away from. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Woody Bond, but you you you. You know, I love the Beatles and I love punk music. I love the Beatles and I love hardcore. You know, I love Fleetwood Mac and I love yeah. hardcore music. And so, you know, pop, you know, so let's let's unpack that. Pop is popular. It's popular because people, it's easily accessible to people. It's easily accessible to people because from a melodic standpoint, it's something that people can understand. But then you're mixing it with the punk ethos or the hardcore ethos. And those two things don't have to be mutually exclusive yeah. regardless of whatever the subject matter is and so i think there's a way to kind of be in that world and not be you know kind of lame and reductive and yeah, all these yeah. other things so oh, i agree there's some good like pop punk or pop punk like influenced or based bands however you want to say was it, it out super there. chunk or who's the one that Love super oh chunk. my god yeah. like i mean i don't know if you, that's what you call them but like um Yes, I mean, at that very, yeah, obviously early 90s, yeah, you know, um, but what they're still writing today, even like Husker Du, some of those songs, and I mean, some of these other people, it's like, I mean, it's catchy, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, fucking Fugazi, if you want to get down to it, some of their songs are like hip hop songs almost because they had such a world music influence and. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so I I don't know. I, we got to come up with a new name for pie. It's funny because I after that night that we saw Slapper Reality and Moving Targets, I came home and Dina was like, "What what type type of show is my wife Dina? What yeah. type of show is that?" I was like, oh, "It's pop punk." She's like, "What is pop punk?" And I was like, "I'm tired. I don't want to. <laughs> that's not a conversation I'm ready to have right now. Yeah. I got to go to bed." Sure. I feel like one thing about like pop punk, like at least like newer pop punk for like this new generation and even maybe a little bit before that, I feel like. The recording quality of all of them, like, all also sounds the same. Like, for, like, newer bands that are coming out, like, it all just kind of, like, they're all probably recording at the same places. Like, yeah. using the same chord progressions, major major D, drop D stuff. And it's, like, it all kind of has that same feel. And Who's I feel, a modern pop punk band? Give me... Like, State there. Champs, I think. I don't even fucking know who that is. Yeah. I mean, okay. they're, like... I have friends that like are friends with them and like, yeah. whatever. I mean, they're, they're I mean, nice that, dudes that I don't know. Who they, no, that, yeah, that, I don't, you know, I'm not whatever. the weather for what school by any stretch, yeah. but no, but like, yeah, I mean, that's like a big one right now. Like they all have like sports kind of names. So like free throw and like, who's the Boston one that I like that, that actually the members of that it's like have faith or faith, have heart, have heart. Yeah. So fiddlehead is members of have heart. In oh, it. Nice. oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Yeah. Have heart. I've, they're like, 
happy hardcore i don't really know i've never been like the biggest half heart fan and i'm not like a big like traditional hardcore still listen to fiddlehead though because yeah it's not I, that at all. I gotta check the new out. record is great that the new record you've heard it oh my god yeah it's fucking it badass so it, good it earned that respect i own it on vinyl for yeah sure. so good yeah yeah so um all right so in in talking about we, we we've kind of touched on it but i want to i want to i want like a a, a morsel i want an appetizer yeah, yeah. like a, a fully a fully explained morsel pet rock you, you sit down with these guys for the first time and you explain to them here's what i'm trying to do what, what are you telling them yeah so i guess the way i heard is it king sad is that the song that i heard yeah That's king sad yeah. that is a beguiling song for me and yeah. i've listened to mm-hmm. it a bunch since he sent it to me and i talk about this a lot that the way that i talk about music with people is by talking about who a band sounds like to me and I always worry that it's going to be insulting to somebody because depending on who I compare them to, and yeah. they're like, fuck those guys. Those guys suck. But I have this, it's, it's reminding me of something, but I cannot land on what it's reminding me of. I guess that's a good thing. I, that I guess I feel the same way about some of my songs. It's just the t- like the two ones that I, I can get to for, for whatever reason is the first Foo Fighters album and then Sunny Day Real Estate. For some reason, that's, that's what's, I, but I, I know there's something else that I'm not thinking of that I yeah, can't Yeah, I mean, to. there's nothing wrong with that for me. Like, hell, Foo Fighters, that's a great comparison. I think that's the point I was trying to get at earlier when I was saying Phantom Planet. You know, I really don't say think I can, like, lump in what Pet Rock actually is, which is, I think, the best thing about it. You know, you Post really can't core, say what it is. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard for me to even say what genre it is because it's like, yeah. I just say, like, alt-rock because it's, like, that's it's fair. kind of, like, all-encompassing. yeah. Or pop rock, even. Well, remember we got compared. They said we were pop punk for the first show. And yeah, like, and I was what? like, "Fucking hey, come on!" I'm not. <laughs> were... I know it's not that. Like, <laughs> what did they call Dead Mirrors at that show at Crowbar recently? They called it like old folk, old folk hardcore or something like that. And I was like, giving Dimitri. <laughs> and like... I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck was that?" Like, I don't even know what that means. Oh, yeah. yeah, like, are they talking shit? Like, I don't even know what that is. I was say that sounds like an insult. Yeah, but um, anyway, so. Uh, now I think I've kind of been friends with you throughout this process. Like I've been, I've known you since before this started and since, and I've kind of, and I really dug, uh, cut is a cut to future. Yes. That was the project with my buddy Wes. Yeah. You sent me that and I was like, this is like surf cure. This is like, I don't (laughs) know what the fuck it is, but I'm really, you sent me two tracks and I was really on top of it. And I thought that was badass. And then you were like, well now I'm doing this thing and I'm doing this thing. And it was like you went from inactivity to yeah. all of a sudden you're in all these different fucking things. Exactly. Just came out of nowhere. And so, so how old are you? I'm 41. Okay. So a little older. And yeah. you have two kids? Uh, one. One kid. Yep. Okay. How old? She's two and a half. So she, cause she, I think she was doing the soccer with my son, Bo. So she yep. was the right before you had all the fucking cool hockey player kids in, yeah. your, in your soccer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, 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 uh, appreciate that. <laughs> and so, um, you know, doing this at forty—it's—it's it's funny the 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 vocabulary, the the experience. Like, how has that been for you in this band with twenty nine, forty? You know, I mean, your musical references are just going to be different. Well, I'll say this: it's been amazing. You know, one of the things is John brought up a good point earlier. You know, you're never—it's never too late to still learn. You know, I hope that's true. It is true because you yeah. know he's literally teaching me chords that I never really understood, or like you know that are actually part of the songs and i'm just like sitting there like uh, okay i guess this is what i play it's, it's weird <laughs> to me but you know what i'm able to do it and it's been awesome learning from him and like 
now actually I've been thinking about writing myself, you know, in a different way. Because you've got new paints to paint with. Exactly. New colors to paint with. Exactly. Yeah. And I just, you know, there's some things I just never thought about. I think it's mainly because literally when I was first learning the guitar, I was learning the bar chords and the yeah. power chords. You know what I mean? Like the simple stuff. Yeah. Um, but now there's so many other elements to the guitar. And John's actually helped me learn some of that stuff, which has been amazing. Open and you up. and Yeah, it's been great. And uh, like, I've, I mean, I sing this, the, the project Praise. I really do enjoy being a part of this band. And I think... Uh, sky's the limit i think there's some good opportunities and you guys there. have written five or six songs how many songs do you guys have written at this point so we have a full length like i don't know if i want to call it a full length i guess for all intents and purposes yes it's a full length it's like eight songs that we have recorded i have a good amount of songs left i basically just kind of picked at the time when i went in to go record it was prior to me knowing mike and uh i knew our drummer john and i obviously knew jared but Prior to me, like, starting this project, I kind of was, like, trying to see if, like, can I do this on my own? Can I write these songs and, like, do all of this and basically do it on my own? And it was just kind of, Pet Rock was more of, like, an experiment up until that point where it was, like, is this something I can even do? And I spent most of, like, when COVID first started, like, I bought, like, I just bought a computer and a bunch of recording gear so I can learn how to like record my demos. It was something I recording has always been like my favorite thing in the world to do being in a band touring was like, whatever. I like playing shows obviously. And like being able to like get in front of people and, you know, showcase the songs that we wrote, but really where I like to shine or where I do shine, I think is the, uh, the recording like process. And so I wanted to at least like learn how to demo my own stuff and so with that kind of came with like, well, shit, if I can demo everything and I can program some drums and I, if I needed to, I could play drums a little bit. I'm not a drummer by any means. I can fiddle around on there, but I just kind of program drums right now for demos. Um, just do that and just get everything on there and at least hear the songs back. I had never had that ability in any of the bands prior to Pet Rock. Um, I, I can at least see if like this is something tangible, if I can keep going with it. Right. And so... It was kind of an experiment and so like i made probably like 12 13 14 demos over the course of like the first year of like when COVID first like hit and so i was working on that and then same time i was uh started taking some singing lessons because i was like well shit, if i'm gonna you know do this I, I should at least learn how to sing i should know you know at least that my voice sounds good enough to put out music and release it and you know whatever and so i went through that whole process and i spent about a year learning how to sing and do so all that that's shit. what i wanted to ask because i've i've been taking lessons for the better part of the year i've been taking them with this guy that uh do you know panda paws um what's the fuck's his name you introduced me to him yeah but i but i think his facebook is panda paws his so. fa facebook is panda paws i know yeah. his real name but i'm panda panda paws that's his band name but his, yeah. his real name I, i'm four beers deep so <laughs> my my capacity is dropping but he introduced me to this guy anthony nuccio who is a fucking brilliant singer and he lives up in baltimore so since like i don't even know when it was but like last spring i've been doing them online but i feel like i'm still not there yet like it's tough i feel like it's one of those things where I don't know if I'll ever feel like I'm fully. Well, that's there. what she's, that's what I hear is no one likes the sound of their voice. Like I've gotten, I've like come to terms with the sound. By of the my way, voice. I, that your voice is fucking killer. Like that song, you're 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 there. I mean, 
you're there. You may not like it yet. Oh, it's all right. He, you like it. I feel the same way. That's why when I first heard the songs, you like it too. All right, yeah, Brittany yeah, like I, some, <laughs> like <laughs> some local music I'll <laughs> listen to, and it's like, I mean, we're Red Hot Chili Peppers fans, so we've yeah. lived our whole we, lives we get a lot not, of shit. not really fucking being all the way on board with the singer. Yeah, true. So we can put up with a lot of shit with a you know with a singer that's not yeah. there. But uh, no, I mean I, that that track. I, I mean, you're you're fucking on top of it. You know, I, Thanks, I, man. I one of my favorite bands is Quicksand. Walter Schreifel, Susan so Quicksand, good. and Rival Schools, and oh, yeah. uh, he was started Gorilla Biscuits. I mean. <laughs> I, I, I kind of get that feeling with, with your voice a little bit. Okay. So, so, you know. Honestly, like anytime someone compares me to someone who's like a professional singer, it's like, <laughs> I take it as like a, yeah, that's awesome. Whatever. Well, as much as the drummer <laughs> is an important component of a band, having a singer that doesn't sound like they're fucking dying. faking it or dying yeah. Yeah. or, I mean, <laughs> I forget who it was that I was talking. It might've been, it might've been Anthony. And I was talking to him about, you know, some of my favorite singers are shitty singers. You know, Jay Maskus from Dinosaur Jr., <laughs> Neil Young, Bob Dylan. Yeah. These different people. And I mean, these are not people that are going to be winning American Idol, but you feel something on an existential oh, yeah. level when you're listening to him. And I think it was him. I, 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 I can't remember who it was, but there's like more important than your range, more important than your whatever is... Can you be honest with the audience? Can you can you be honest about the emotion that you're trying to convey to them? And if you're honestly conveying that emotion and they're hearing it and seeing you for what you're trying to say to them, that they will they will adapt to whatever little peccadillos there are to your voice. And I mean, I mean, Jay Maskus, like I love that Dinosaur Junior is probably one of my top five bands. Yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers being another one, but not not Anthony. K. I mean, I like I like Anthony. I, I don't I talk. That's shit, another but, topic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when they go home, you and I going to spend another four or yeah, five hours going sure, through sure. every album and reviewing them. But, um, you know, but just you know, seeing someone's soul or hearing someone's soul, you know, on a song is just. There's something to it that's just such an organic feeling, and it, it has nothing to do with the timber or the pitch or the whatever of their yeah. voice. But, 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 saying all that, your fucking voice is killer. And Thank that, you. That, that song, I mean, you're there. So I so, do appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been working my ass off trying to like get to that point where it's like I can feel comfortable like putting out music with me singing. Like it, it's something I've never done in the 20 or whatever years or i've been playing and it's like it's it's definitely a new venture for me i've never had the confidence to sing and it just kind of came out of necessity really it just and really at an experiment well, the more you can do the less you depend on everybody else you know that's kind of if that you was kind of the point. music great you don't need that fucking person if you can sing great i don't need that fucking per i mean <laughs> one of my friends is uh, achilles domestico i don't know if you know who he is but he's no. got this band blade of sir and He's just like, I don't like fucking bands. I don't like working with anybody. Yeah. So he does his guitar. He does bass. He does a singing. He does a drum. He records yeah. it. He puts it out. And then Mike, who is the producer on the show, does all of his videos. And he's he's the fucking Swiss army knife of bands. He's just, I, I'm just going to do it all because I don't want to deal with anybody else. Yeah. I think that's a great point because John is basically the Swiss army knife of this band, you know. But he's got three other believers in him big time. I think myself, Jared, and John, our drummer, you know, we, we all believe in him big time, which is why we're here, you know, and we're part of this project. And I, I think, you know, again, you're singing him praises. I, I feel the same exact way. 
I think he's a phenomenal, you know, vocalist slash guitarist. So. And are you stoked so, to have stuff now to be doing? Like, oh, like because I think yeah. when you came in before, it was kind of it was kind of the it was dry at that point. Yeah, you didn't yeah. know what was what what the future held. And that's another good point because I was actually talking to John, our drummer, not too long ago about this. He asked me, you know, how old are you again, Mike? And I told him I'm 41. I'm like, obviously, yes, I'm the old man of the band. And he was like, oh, man, this is awesome. You're still doing it, you know? And like, still doing and, I, it. and I felt the same way, though. Like, literally, I was like, you know what, man? You can be doing this at my age, too. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that old. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You know, I did. I'm not going to lie. Did I expect to be being in a cover band at this point? Yeah, sure. But yeah. Uh, here I am at a <laughs> that's fucking, original that's band. That's where it's at. So, yeah. I'd settle for a cover band. Yeah. I don't mind. So what's the goal here? You said you got about eight or nine songs that you guys have got. And yeah, I mean, so... Gonna... They're uh they're currently being mixed. Um they're like right, they're about there. I the the guy who's mixing it is like a really good friend of mine. He's been like he plays in the other band that I play in, the Reveal Renew. And so like every week or so I go over to his house and we kind of just like mix together and just kind of he he's like how do you want this to to sound or whatever and he just kind of like adjusts it with me there and we kind of just been doing it like that. Um but after this, I mean, like, probably just, like, play some shows. We have a, Do we have an album, like, a legit album coming? Yo, yeah, yeah. It'll be an eight-song... I don't know if it's a full length or an EP. I, I don't really know the rules, so I'm just gonna say no full rules. length. Full length. I'm gonna say record. It's it's a record. it's a record. It's an eight-song record. Um, <laughs> so there's, like, yeah, there's eight songs, but soon after that, like, I have a, already another eight or eight to ten to twelve songs uh, on deck. Well, so yeah, not to toot your own horn on that, but I I've talked to John, our drummer, about that, and he's like, dude, wait till you hear the other songs. I'm like, really? I'm like, oh okay, I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I feel like as I mean, as I've been doing it, I think I'm getting more confident, and the songs are coming easier. Really, for me, like the hardest part is like the vocal component of these songs. It's like, but you haven't even hit your fucking. I mean, he's fucking 29. What were you doing when you were 29? I was in a gutter somewhere what? yeah i know mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so even, like you haven't even like fully opened up yet uh, yeah i mean i'm looking that? forward to that that time when just it's just like on drugs or no nah, yeah stupid no yeah. drug schmugs yeah no i'm good but uh yeah no i mean drug is my drug is kind of just writing songs at this point but yeah i mean i just feel like the songs are coming easier um the hardest part is like the vocals like I, i'm not a i'm not a lyricist I, I fucking hate writing lyrics it's really where i get hung up the most i can come up with a melody decent enough but like writing lyrics or finding like what i want to say i i'm not someone who's very talkative usually uh i don't really like to you know go on about anything i don't really talk a lot i'm pretty i'm introverted so really a lot of times i write about movies i don't yes that's thank you for saying that. i've been waiting for the point to say that because <laughs> so i have this band prisoner hostage that's the one that i've i've i started and the first four songs on it were all there's we, we have one song xx con which is about the movie heat okay we have one okay. called bone tomahawk which is about bone the fucking movie bone tomahawk nice. we have one that's it's not really about a movie or a show but it's based on zombies but it's got kind of a covid thing but yeah. for me like the 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 hack the life hack if you can't think of what you're writing about is fucking movies man. watch yeah dude that's what i do i'm a movie buff like the way that like mike is probably with like music and like mickle like our old singer was with like you know 
finding music. I'm a movie guy. I like, I force her to watch so many fucking movies. She probably just doesn't want to watch. Like, <clears throat> so like half of these songs are like based on like, like I'll like watch a movie and just like write notes of like shit, like lines that they say, like interlink. Yeah. There'll just be a, a, a piece of dialogue. I mean, if you want to write a full fucking album, watch no country for old men. Love that. Love that, that movie, movie. That movie will, you can write a double album. Based I think on I have some movie. notes in my phone that I need to like, just kind of convert just into a song. all the shit that fucking, uh, Anton Chigurh says and, and Tommy uh, Lee Jones. Coin and, has no say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just a bounty of, of, of ideas. Oh, I know. Interlinked though is, a Interlinked is, uh, basically all blade runner 2049 okay and right in the original blade runner mostly 2049 but uh it's just kind of like scenes from like when ryan gosling is getting like his baseline test it's like the first line of the thing uh king sad is a line from uh vanilla sky okay Uh, i think great movie yeah great fucking soundtrack by the way Yeah. yeah red house painters um who else was on there peter peter gabriel red house painters that song, that's a long song. Have you? Do you know the song I'm talking about? I think I do. Is it like the main, not the main theme or anything, but it's like the one. It's been a while since I've seen it. You gotta listen. Go back and listen to that soundtrack. That that soundtrack is where it's at. I really dug that. Nice. I'm trying to think out. of what else we have. What I I have with like music, uh, movie stuff. Uh, what was that? Oh yes, the song Celine, Celine. is about uh, before sunrise. Is that, the, is that the first one, the second one, or the third? It's one? kind of about all of them. Yeah, but mostly the the third one, where like they're like fighting the whole time. Yeah, uh, her name is Celine in the movie. Yeah. If that's what it, it came from. I don't actually know anyone named Celine in yeah. real life, yeah. but that's awesome. I'm glad I know that now because I was like, who is he talking Who's about here? Celine? <laughs> no, yeah, no. It's I, most of the time I will never write about like something that happened to me in real life. I'm not that kind of guy. Usually I, I don't, I'm That's pretty, okay. I, I keep I, everything I, kind of close to the chest. So like, I just kind of make things sound like more personal than they are by writing you know, about movies. Bruce Springsteen. I, that's, you know, the conversation I always have is, you know, you, you, until you know about him, you think he was the one who was like fighting the union in New Jersey and <laughs> riding out of town mm-hmm. on his motorcycle. He's like, yeah, none of that happened to me. That was just fucking made up. That was, <laughs> yeah. all, you know, well, that's just it. Like, cause I feel like uh, Celine's a great example. I mean, I know we haven't, you know put that song out just yet yeah, yeah but when we do put that song out you'll you'll hear like to me I, I hear the emotion that there's some kind of connection there but now i know there's not it's a lie yeah. <laughs> well but maybe <laughs> the like tone i mean but there's yeah. a common thread i mean you've probably had a feeling that resonated with oh you of course i mean like that. it's not like out of the realm of possibility sure. that you know yeah. it's something it's probably you know stuff in there that's influenced it as well it's not just the movie but a lot of the words are coming from the movie and then I'm able to channel maybe some of my more intimate thoughts or feelings through that kind of channel, I guess. Now, you guys have played a handful of times live already, right? As Pet Rock? Twice. I think twice, yeah. Just twice? <laughs> yeah. And how was that? Awesome. Pretty good. What did really you guys fun. play? So um, first show... Oh, yeah, go, go. All right, first show um, we played was actually at um, the Brass Mug. We opened for Bad Luck, actually. Okay. Um, New York band and actually a couple of the members are actually in, they were in the Blantongs and okay. reveal and all it's the, yeah. the same two dude the same drummer and guitarist that I've played up until now uh forever with and they're the ones that actually were on like it was the other guitarist that was on the record and the drummer that played on this pet rock record um before these dudes all joined so yeah. so um 
Sorry, my wife is texting me, asking me who's coming home first to check out, to, <laughs> to tag out with the babysitter. I know that works. Um, so, Mike, if I can a little bit. Now, you've got yeah. other stuff that's going on right now. I, I do. Take a big swig of beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm in a band called Right on Time, and we're a pop punk band. Oh, yeah? Now, <laughs> yeah. which which came first, the Right on Time or the Pet Rock? So, Right on Time came first. Okay. I actually was hanging out at a show. Um, it was a rehasher show. If you're familiar with Less Than Jake, it's Roger's oh, side sure. project. Yeah. He, he's got a really cool pop punk project. It's called Rehasher. And they were playing Hooch and Hive. And so I'm hanging out and uh, my buddy Josh comes up to me and he's like, hey, what's up, man? We're just chatting and whatnot. He's like, I have some pop punk songs if you're interested. And I was like, at that point, I didn't have Pet Rock. So I was like, yeah, sure, man. Let's uh, let's jam. So we started jamming and now we've got about six songs, whatever it is. And so we're playing a show next week with uh, Murphy's Law over. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, man. I'm really excited. Murphy's about Law. I, I had. Yeah. Uh, what was the tape that I had? It was a uh, was a search for herb or oh god it was high school but I I, I was a, I listened to the hell out of that tape yeah that's such a random callback to my to my youth totally and what's going is cut the future I know that was more of just like a a writing type of project that yeah, you had but it is a writing project um and we've actually got about five six songs so and we're hopefully gonna have a full length out here shortly so. Do you yeah. record that yourself too? I do. Yeah, that's pretty. Sick. And, and so does my, uh, my my writing partner in it, Wes. And uh, he doesn't live here, right? He's somewhere else. Yeah, he's on the east coast of Florida. He we actually went. To I was so day. impressed by those two tracks that you sent me. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And that. I I remember I was talking to Lath and Panda about you yeah. guys all getting together because I thought there was kind of yeah. a shared yeah totally. a shared style or a shared whatever that would work with that. Maybe down the line, you know. We'll yeah. At some point. So you're yeah. blowing up. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like, Three projects, actually. My Feast buddy, or famine. And my buddy was joking me. He's like, "Man, I can't keep track of what you got going on here. What the hell?" <laughs> you know? Well, that's all. And then so. you're, and then you and Matt are meeting up. Yeah, we've jammed, done some covers and stuff. It's fun, like just jump in the garage. He's trying to just... get me to go with him to to sing uh, some Nick Cave songs on on Davis Island. And please like, come. That's I, I mean, wanted, I, I've never been, I've never been on a stage before, and and I, that's that's going to be a big a big thing. That's for where me you to, need to do it. Yeah. Because like, actually, ironically enough, we had talked about that. We were like, hey, maybe to get our feet wet, have John sing for the first time. Because literally, you never sang in a band before. Yeah. So we said, okay, you know, I've been playing those open mics on the island. And I'm like, they're very low key. Let's just go on the island and do it. It's it's actually a lot of fun. Like, there's some really great players out I, there. I'm going to get there. I, I think Matt talked. Uh, did he tell you what he did to my guitar? He did not, no. Oh. So he was playing this when he was here. I asked him to play, his, to play a song. And he has this whole strong about... A minor and G string. Has he ever played that song? Yes. For you? Well, okay. I heard it on the podcast. Okay, yeah, it was great. <laughs> so he played that. He played that on here. He's like, I don't know. The action on this is a little bit fucked up. Let me take this guitar and work on it for you. I was like, nice. I was like, okay. So he took on it, and then I didn't hear. Took took the guitar, and I hadn't heard from him for a while. And then recently, he's like, Hey, are you at the office? I said, Yeah. He said, I'm gonna come by. I said, Okay. And he's like. So I ran over it with my golf cart and I completely like <laughs> broke the back of the guitar out of the Holy thing shit. and they had to repair it. And I was like, well, that's for me. I was like, that's a story. <laughs> that's some, yeah. you know, some patina that's got something to it now. It's not just some rando guitar, but Does it, can you tell? I can't even No, Here you go. Yeah. It looks pretty good. That's so Davis Island, by the way, where we yeah. live. Oh, the fucking golf cart. Yeah. Just it's crazy, me. man. I know. He's oh my, my neighbor God. over there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> you said the back of it like yeah, got blown out. Yeah, the bottom out? back of it. He like it like busted out of it. Wouldn't so. even know. 
Fucking hey, yeah, that looks great. You did a good. <laughs> who did he? Well, I bought a deal? Martin because uh, I was really into Father John Misty at the time, and he's a big Martin guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and so he was the original acoustic, the original dreadnought shape, I believe. Right. Yeah. There. So uh, anyway, well, so okay, let's 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 bring this bring this thing home. So what what shows does does Pet Rock have coming up? So many. Yeah. <laughs> so like right now we have a. Uh, a little like Florida run lined up um, with some of our friends uh, in Porch Coffin and uh, Baseline. Coffin, what a great fucking name! Yeah, yeah I guess and apparently the they songs actually are amazing. I'll, I'll send them to you. After. Yeah, they're they're great. Um, yeah. Like it's a dude I've known forever. He actually used to play in Bad Luck, um, and that's how I had met him before. And that band kind of like stopped for a bit, and then they came back. But they're now a New York thing, and like my two like best friends like now play in that band, and it's it's kind of changed a bit. But anyway, um, I love band names. Are you on the fictitious band name? Uh, you you've got to be. Uh, yeah, we got to yeah. get him on there. Yeah, are, you yeah. on, are you are you on no, Facebook? What is it? Yeah, yeah, I'm on Facebook. The fictitious band name repository. It's That's this great. thing that was created by Devin Brady, who is with the Crab Devils, and he's he was a drummer in all these bands. But it's it's just people with dumb ideas for band names. But, <laughs> I love band names are my favorite thing ever. My 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 band that some point will become a band. There was this it was kind of like this onion article but it was talking about how the Skyway Bridge wanted to put up nets for people who were trying to commit suicide <laughs> and it said but the city of St. Pete and Manatee are, are worried that they'll become fuck hammocks that people will like <laughs> try and bang each other on the nets that are meant to prevent suicide wow. incredible like, I was like the fuck hammocks is the best fucking band Bandit. name ever. oh that's a that's a great <laughs> so I've band got name. dibs on the fuck hammocks that's my that's my favorite one do but something then, with it soon and put it on Spotify and claim it oh, for yeah. sure and then and then uh, Debt Neglector out of Orlando. I fucking love that. Name. Great name. Yeah, yeah Debt Neglector. Yep. But Porch Coffin is right there. Apparently uh, apparently they actually have a coffin on, it was either one of the members like has a coffin on their porch. And I was like, well, <laughs> all right. Yeah, it makes sense, I guess. Yeah. But so anyway, we're playing uh, like a, Four week, four, four shows. Yeah. Um, so the first night we're playing at the what is it the circle? Give me the dates because Corner Club. Okay. The right, six so people that he listen knows to the show more are going to be so, there. All right. So March fourth, okay. we're playing at the Corner Club, which okay. is the rejuvenated Corner Club. I miss the old one, Rip. I mean, it was the best place to do karaoke, but uh, the new one is pretty rad as well. And they've got shows going on. We're playing the first uh, one of the first ones over there. Uh, well, not, well, no, I don't want to say that. We're not playing the first one. But is it part of Emo place. Night? Is that what that it is? It is part of Emo Night. Okay. I think that's the first time Emo Night's actually been there. Uh, so we're playing that Friday, March 4th. And then we head out to Daytona the next day, which actually, we were just talking about this earlier. The ironic part is we're playing Daytona apparently on Bike Week. I had oh, no nice. idea. <laughs> so apparently it's going to be insane. like some fucking chicken wire and people throwing beer bottles at you. And... It's going to be a little nuts. Yeah. We're, we're, we're willing to play raw hide. We'll see what right. happens. Yeah. <laughs> so we got that. And then we're playing Ocala um, at the Mutiny, I believe is what the venue is called. That's the next night, uh, March 6th. And then we're closing it out in Orlando at Will's Pub, which is one of my favorite places wow. to play. And that's uh well, mini March tour. 7th. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I got a little run going. Yeah. <laughs> and what about with your other stuff? So we've just got that one show next okay. week um, at um, Brass Mug. We're playing with, like I told you, Murphy's Law, and uh, it's going to be Quest for Thursday. Herb. Thank you. Quest yeah, for there Herb. you go. Came, came to me. February 17th. Come hang out. So yeah. Very cool. Very Eep. cool. Where can people find you guys online? Are you social media, Bandcamp? Yeah, uh, so Facebook, right now, Instagram, um, whatever. Facebook, Instagram, uh, for sure. Soon to be on Spotify and like every other streaming site. I, right now, the two songs we have up are like 
kind of demo pre-release versions of the finals. Are you guys going to give me a song to release with this episode? I'm hoping. Yes. Uh, we're yes. trying yes. to get it, like, I'm trying to get them mixed. I've been, like, trying to haul ass, trying to get these ready <laughs> for this, especially because Mike Friday. I'll give you till next Friday. That's All right. Really that shouldn't be a problem. We'll, we'll have at least one song I can give you yeah. for it. Totally. But uh, Done. prior to that, though, I guess we do have that live stream thing. Yeah, we're doing with what Tampa is Sessions, which is another great Oh, yeah, Ken Apperson. Is that? No. No, oh, it's no. Uh, okay. my buddy. Um, um, sh oh, sh shoot. Uh, uh, we'll edit it out. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Tampa Sessions. But it's I okay. know I know him, but yeah. yes. We've been uh, drinking. Theo? Been is drinking. it Theo? Does, no. Uh, I don't know. Giannotti. See, I'm good friends with his brother. Um, but anyway, um, yes. Tampa Sessions. I'm Googling. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's dude. I, I mean, what I is it? A week to from oh, tomorrow, on, the nineteenth. We're gonna pause, Mike. Mike Sinclair, remember this moment. We're gonna. We're Everyone, gonna... shut the fuck up. <laughs> Hold on, I feel so. He's an awesome guy. Um... Not that awesome, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> awesome enough to remember. I guess. Right. No, I'm joking. So yeah, we're gonna be doing a stream with um, Tampa Sessions. Uh, Joe Giannotti does that. He's Joe awesome Giannotti, dude. our favorite. The, friend of the show exactly uh good guy <laughs> so uh we're gonna be doing that on february 19th saturday um we'll be you know sending some invites on our facebook onto that and then uh you know obviously we talked about the the four dates that we're going to be doing and then we've got uh we're doing um on april 7th we're doing rock the park so Ooh, yeah april 7th yeah do you know who else is on that lineup not yet I forget. Well, it's it's out there. Okay, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I don't I don't deal with any of the Forty booking. Suck right, man. I fucking just... hate booking. I'm yeah. not good at it, and <laughs> it stresses me out. So I kind of leave that duty to the other three dudes, and they yeah, do a really good job. And obviously, they're nailed. They've got it dialed in. They've they got, they've on top. They're of killing it. it. <laughs> the only other thing I think we have going on, and I think March 19th, we're uh, going to be shooting a video for King Sad, the Ooh, one song, nice. the single that's up right now. Yes. We're doing a video for that. Um, Very cool so hopefully that won't take too long to turn around and we can get that up soon but the goal is to soon have the music kind of everywhere to put the release up and just kind of have it out so people can hear what pet rock sounds like it's it's been a, a labor of love it's been it's taken a while uh to kind of get these songs out but once they're out uh, i'm going to be very relieved and a giant load will be taken off that sounded weird <laughs> yeah. but yeah. <laughs> Uh, right. what's right. another word for load? <laughs> wad. Uh, yeah, another wa giant wad will be yeah. taken off my face. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, it'll be a huge weight off of my shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That sounds better. That's what I was I guess, for. yeah. Can we edit that out it too? It reminds me of uh, Arrested Development where he's yeah. like, I blew myself. He's like, you're going to want to work on that one a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Arrested Development is so yeah. good. The At least the first couple of seasons. Yeah. What's that? The Anaurapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's this? The fucking uh, hot dog, the the cornballers, like oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they the get burned ball. every yeah. time. Yeah. Ah, Thank you guys so much for coming in, Mike. Uh, I'm sorry to get. Oh wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Before we're done, all right. Rewind. So let's talk. Let's talk real quick. Uh, Black Summer. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I, I mean the the guitar is on point. It is, and the bass the is on point. Yeah, yeah the music yeah, is on point. Yeah, everybody's talking about an Irish sailor. I don't. I I know he's kind of like kind of twisting his 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 accent a little bit i don't yes. hear the irish part of it but uh i, I hear the sailor of sorts i, I don't know where yeah. from uh the interesting thing about it actually 
when I first heard it, I was kind of like, ooh, I was a little off taken by the verses. The chorus is strong, in my opinion, and I, I love to hear John obviously doing the backup vocals on that one. Um, and then uh, I, I kind of went back to some of their other singles, lead singles, and I was like, actually, he has some weird verse stuff in pretty much all, all of, of them. these. All of yeah, them. Yeah, so like, actually, I'm an idiot for not realizing Yeah, that, like, what you were know? you expecting? No, yeah. I, I definitely agree. I mean, you go yeah. back and listen to... Whatever I mean, Danny California or, or by, by the, the way, way or whatever yeah, else. I mean, that weird quick just pick, fucking you know? gibber, gibberish in there. Basically, so yeah, I guess you know it was part of the course. I mean, that's what was going to happen. I'm, so. I'm I, I I wish I didn't hear that they were comparing it to Stadium Arcadium because that's not my favorite Chili Peppers album. I, Same, you know. I'm always wanting, you know, blood sugar, sex, magic. We're never going to get that somehow. ever again. I know, I know. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, like, literally, I was thinking about that the other day. When you think of the timeline of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, you've got their first three records, which are such a different sound from when you get to um, Mother's Milk. Uh-huh. You know, it's once John hits the band. Yeah. And then Blood Sugar, Sex, Magic is like the middle point. And it's so different from everything else they've ever released. I, I haven't heard anything like Well, I just it think since. they were all in the height of heroin and everything yeah, well, else. It was just a very dark. Yeah. You Keith know, and I talked about that. Version. <laughs> yeah. It was just the darkest version of all of them at yes. that point. And then, uh, and it came out you know, great. Californication was kind of like a recovery album. And by the way, yeah. it was, uh, you know, I don't know what that was. And, well, and then you've got the One Hot Minute record with Dave Navarro, which I is a brilliant is a great record. record. Great fucking record. But it's like, is that the same band? You know, yeah. It sounds like yeah, it's like a totally yeah. different band. And, so. and I don't hate Klingenhofer or, or, or those records, but no. there's just nothing that resonates with me. On He's a, not John. Yeah. I mean, so I'm interested to see what he pulls off. There's There's something that he does at the end. I don't know what the effect is that he does at the end. With his guitar on Black Summer, it's a little bit more blown out sounding yeah, than I, what I'm used to. And but I'm just always I'm all in for whatever he does. I'm curious to hear the new record. Are you a Frashanti fan at all? I respect him. I I've never been the biggest like Chili Peppers fan. I guess it, the funk thing kind of like always throws me off. But I def like I feel like half of our band is like really into Chili Peppers. Like have you listened Jared to any of his solo albums? Frashanti? Yeah. Uh, I have not. You no. got to put together a fucking playlist for him. I'll, I'll do it. You, you and Jared. Uh, Jared well, is like the other like Chili Peppers like aficionado in the band. And ironically enough, that's who we're going to the show with. We've got the oh, sweet. in Orlando. Right, yeah. Jared is our nice. bass player. He was the lead singer of High Beam. He's coming to the show with us. Him nice. and his, his, uh, I was thinking about that uh, show when I was like. at, at Tool because it's like this this will sound real shitty but now that i can afford like yeah. good seats it's like a different yeah it's a different thing you know well i screwed that up a little bit i slept in i was the oh, guy that was door, like yeah. but we did get good seats we're on the floor and we're on john's side on the stage which i'm excited about but like i literally was supposed to wake up and buy the tickets jared i remember <laughs> texting me he's like hey man you get the tickets and like i don't know i was on a bench. get your head out of your ass yeah and then i woke up and i'm like oh shit i'm like an hour late oh Whatever. Like, the good news is we still got the tickets and we're still not that far. So, I saw yeah. them. I saw them the last tour at Amelie and yeah. the fucking the light, the thing that they did with the lights over yeah. the crowd. That was oh, yeah. badass. Yeah, yeah. I, so, I was at that show as well. Anyway, Great. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I don't care who knows it. I, 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 I'm, <laughs> Agreed. I'm a, I'm a, Our I'm secret's a, out, you know? I'm an unabashed Chili Pepper <laughs> fan. Guys, I appreciate you giving me some time from your Friday night. I am super stoked to see you live at some point i'm super stoked to hear an album maybe when it comes out 
I really dig what I've heard so far. Hopefully you can get a track mixed by next Friday and I can lay it down on this podcast. That's the goal, and, man. That's my short-term goal I right now. I got to premiere a Have Gun track this week, which I really dig. So. Dude, I heard that. I was awesome. And I, we want to do the same thing. Have our song play in the front. Do you guys Let's have harmonizing it. in your band? Oh, yeah. Harmonizing is the future. Harmonizing is fucking where it's at. Like that's. I don't. I'm not well, great at it myself. At it. I, I do the, the main part and then I just have other people like, hey, can you just like. But if you can get that right, it. oh, yeah. it's so. John, lush. our drummer, is like oh, the. He's, he's the king. Good. Yeah, and Jared. Cool. Yeah, he's starting to do some vocals as well. So, you have anything to say? Anything you want to put out there? Say hi to anybody? No. No. Well, thank you for being a trooper and a photographer and sitting here <laughs> listening to us bullshit for and burp and and everything else yeah, for the past hour. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you coming on. It's been a it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. I, I really dig your band. I really dig your music. Thank you for I having can't us. Wait man. To see what what you guys have on the horizon. Thank you. We really appreciate you having us. Yeah, this right, has been guys. fun. Awesome. Just enough.